The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lady Kelsey of Lethbridge, whose words are, a drop of golden sun. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Uh, Today we are into chapter 15, Sansa of A Game of Thrones, and Viserys 1 uh, in A World of Ice and Fire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, got a lot to get to today. Um, The the World of Ice and Fire um, bit is just getting bigger and bigger, and it is... uh, I, I was like, I told Sarah, I was like, I think it slows down for a bit. And he was like, uh, I'm pretty sure the Dance of Dragons is next. Oh, and by the way, there's also a uh, novella for that. And we, so we found the audio book of that. And right. it's three hours. Right, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's going to we're going to break that down again, I believe, um, for our patrons. Right. Just how we, as we did Sons of the Dragon. This What is this one called? This is uh, um, the I think dragon the, and the, the queen of the dragon, I believe. It's a Princess and the princess and the queen. Yeah, princess and the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and the, so, or the blacks and the greens. Yeah, the blacks and the greens. Yeah. So it, it'll kind of um, what we're going to do today is sort of the precursor to that. Actually. Right. So so yeah, we'll have a series on his reign today, and then we'll go over um, the following week. We'll be in a dance of dragons. So on Patreon, we'll have the complimentary sort of um, you know Black Council episode with that. So yeah. that week. Next not, week? not not the, is that next week? Well, uh, well, kinda. Yeah, kind of. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Two weeks for us because we're recording a little early. Today. We're, yeah, we're recording. We're recording a little early because I'm going on vacation this week. I'm returning uh, to the kingdom of Portland, and Sir Ezra's going on vacation next week. Right. Uh, I have actually sent uh, the uh, Lord Adam Parker on ahead of me. I know. It's we randomly saw that he might be uh, <laughs> taken off, so he <laughs> to give yeah. his whereabouts away. But uh, you know, I needed to. To send one of my boys on ahead to make sure the the kingdom was secure and it was safe for me to enter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I guess we'll go. We might as well just go ahead and say it because that way we can say where you're going. Yeah, Orlando. Yeah, the kingdom of Orlando. Both you guys venture into the south. Yeah, you know, I might have to. I might, I might run into him down there. Yeah, no, it'd be great. There. Yeah, when you're there and he gets there. Yeah, but we do have a lot. Of, uh, it, it caused a little bit of a hiccup in in the recording schedule, so uh, we're recording this a little early, a little strange, but uh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're getting after it. So. Okay, um, into the small council. And actually, before that, um, the email address for Ravens is btkcast at gmail.com. And you can also give us a call at 614-547-2350. Um, every Friday, we do sort of a follow-up Friday, clear up until Fire and Blood comes out, and then we will kind of um, Re- readjust, make them. that, yeah. 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 All righty. Um, the small council, what do you have for us, Sir Matt? Um, not a lot because we recorded the episode a couple of, the previous episode a couple of days ago. So, um, there is actually, I guess the news I found this mm-hmm. week, nothing on 
Although Gert actually did update, not a blog since since the last time I looked, but nothing major there. Yeah. But um, this kind of saw on Instagram because I follow follow Jason Momoa mm-hmm. on Instagram, who uh, played Cal Drogo. Is he coming uh, back? Is he in season eight? Well, that's big. That's so there. I, I believe I, I think they're done filming, or okay. at least with the majority of the filming, it seems like they're having like wrap up parties, and so some of the actors that have been in the series before have been kind of seen in pictures and things like that really so um yeah jason momoa is one because he was posting all over his instagram yeah (laughs) wow um but another one is i uh i'm sorry i don't have his his name pulled up here oh uh mark addy who played robert baratheon wow that's awesome what are these uh, are they just coming back to celebrate or are they i think i think so yeah. But of course, everyone's like, oh. "Yeah, is there flashbacks? <laughs> is there more?" Yeah, I hope so, man. He's great. I, I oh yeah, love, he was great. I love his portrayal of Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely, it's absolutely great. He's one of yeah. my Robert Baratheon is one of my favorite characters. Right. Um, yeah. Just the Baratheons in general are kind of some of my some of my favorite characters. But I, I just really, it's it, it's unfortunate that he has to, that he dies in you know season one because I just thought he's a really good oh yeah character yeah um so. Yeah, it's good. He and Ned, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's pretty neat. Um, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. As uh, so, do you think? Do you think there's gonna be a flashback? Yeah, there's gonna be something. Yeah. Or even like a voiceover. Wouldn't it be cool if there's like a voiceover and it's like someone's recalling something he said? You know what I think? And, you know what I think what might be a cool scene mm-hmm. is Cersei's pregnant. This mm-hmm. season. What if she has like a miscarriage? Yeah. Um, which some people the talking the Talking Thrones his. Um, breakdown of the big there was like a plot leak whatever yeah a lot yeah. of people now are saying these plot leaks were are issued by dan and dave you know the showrunners yeah so that yeah. like they're releasing their own just fake they're plot good leaks. they're no. good they're like they're like man this could be but in that um cersei has a miscarriage yeah and um so what if actually we had a cersei kind of flashback scene yeah to like her being pregnant um with the child she did lose mm-hmm. that you know may have been jamie's um, or Roberts, right? Yeah, it seems yeah. to be a difference in the in the show and the books there, but yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, and also, I mean, we have Bran. We have the ability to go back and, and see scenes that maybe we weren't privy to from a certain point of view or something like that. You know? So, yeah, yeah. He he definitely couldn't play like an, a younger version or anything. No, no. It, it would have to it would have to be something just like right before, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, right before what's going on. So maybe actually, what could be cool is maybe like a John Aaron flashback. Mm-hmm. John Aaron, the seed is strong, and maybe yeah. what sets the whole thing up. Right. Yeah, that could be. So something like that could yeah. be kind of cool. That'd be neat. All right. Um, also, just some other uh, show notes here in the small council for us here at BTK Cast. Um, send us your Westerosi titles and names, uh, house words. We have the, the Google Doc, which we're working on, and we're getting all of our patrons um, geared up in there. And then, uh, as always, you can, you can always send your uh, Take the Black. You can always mm-hmm. give us a call or send us a little audio file with your with your vows there. Uh, we do have a knighting ceremony coming up at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, I think that's it for, for kind of show news. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, and, and I'm glad we got through that quick because we have a bit here in the Maester's study. Mm-hmm. So let's head on over there and, and dig into this. Now, uh, last week, um, Sir Matt's going to pull up just some of the text and we're going to read a little bit more of the Viserys one, uh, portion, and I'll kind of summarize it before we jump into that, though, and and get us back to where we're. I, I keep combing back over these things, you know, from 
uh, Aegon the Conqueror to his two sons, Aenys Targaryen and Maegor the Cruel. And Sir Matt and I were just talking, we need to possibly map out a potential two lines yeah, of so, the Targaryen yeah, So, so, so something I was actually kind of thinking about, and then I was doing some research on Reddit, and someone has posted this huge theory uh, they're, they're working on. Uh, by the way, uh, if you, the there's, I guess, three Reddits um, mm-hmm. for the Game of Thrones. There is the Game of Thrones itself Reddit, which is much more focused on the show, the A Song of Ice and Fire one, which I go to a lot. And there's actually right. there's a really good kind of community over there. Actually, the guys that run um, Not a Pod, mm-hmm. which is another podcast that we had no idea existed. No idea until, <laughs> until like until three like, days ago. Until like a couple, we- a couple weeks ago. Or yeah, I guess a couple days ago, a couple, a couple weeks. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, for me, it was a couple of weeks, and I think for you, for it was, me, it was a couple, it was a couple of days. Of days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, realized, wow, these guys are also doing a a reread, and uh, they're actually just like two or three chapters ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. But one of the guys there, I like, or so, I think both of the guys there are moderators on that. Yeah, on that the, Reddit. Reddit. But anyway, so we found this this theory, and this guy, and we're, we're going to do a breakdown of it, kind of our own version, because we were mm-hmm. kind of talking about it. Is you have Aegon Targaryen. And he has his two wives. And it almost seems like actually there really are two Targaryen kind of lines. Then mm-hmm. you also have two Targaryen swords, Blackfire and Dark Sister. And so kind of tracing their lines along with the children of um, Rhaenys and the children of Visenya. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it splits later and you have the Blackfires and the, Tar- yeah. the Targaryens. And so just kind of really, it's really interesting. Just paying it's like paying attention to who the sword passes down to and which which right. hand it was in well, in, in addition in addition it's probably gonna be a two-part thing the swords and the and, and the crown the blood, and, and the crown yeah the yeah. bloodlines of the crown because as i thought it was interesting last week when we were talking about chaharis how he took the golden crown of his father which mm-hmm. was anis yep um as opposed to then you have like magor who took the uh, valyrian steel mm-hmm. crown of aegon aegon yep right mm-hmm. so yeah just interesting it is very interesting um and so actually that was a perfect little um segue going backwards into you know back to Aegon's conquest and then that that line um and in last week we were in uh talking about Jaehaerys the first uh and basically you know mm-hmm. how he his his reign is 50 to 55 year uh reign which was peaceful and and, and prosperous um essentially the the two big things going forward from that reign that, that we want to bring up again today is the the, the great council of 101 mm-hmm. um ac which basically put and, and I, I should make it more clear all going forward um out of that council they determined that they it was it was important to preserve the male line right not the female line exactly so and that that is the whole point w- with that so that's where they you know they, they passed over um you know um I think it's Jaehaerys, his eldest granddaughter mm-hmm. for his eldest grandson mm-hmm. type of thing. So um, that's that's the basics there on that. Right. And, you know, that was just so that's Jaehaerys. That is that is uh, immediately called into question with with um, Viserys the first. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. And then that other question is raised. Should it be if I have two sons, is it the son of the first son or does it just go to the second son? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's that, a very good point because um, we have uh, so so Jaehaerys' grandson, uh, Viserys the first, is 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 reigning, ruling now where we're at. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a brother. I believe it's Daemon. Mm-hmm. Yep, Daemon Targaryen, and he is super ambitious and basically wants. 
um, he is hoping that the crown will pass to him. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these Targaryens like die yeah. in battle or uh, die of young, young ages Sickness or something, or, just different things, you yeah. know. Um, so it was rare to have Jaehaerys, the old king, right, mm-hmm. live that long. And so he's really hoping, being the second son, that he can uh, take the crown, that the crown yeah. will pass to him. And I believe it does, actually, yeah. if, if he has no male heirs. Yeah, and then later... Uh, and so if so you, there's kind of levels to this is, is what it seems like, because yeah. later as we get to, when we get to Aegon the fourth, we're going to be talking about what, if, what about bastards? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he legitimizes all his, but I, you know, that's another question because, you know, should, should Gendry or Edric Storm in the books have more of a claim to Robert's crown than Stannis? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just kind of, right. Yeah. Those are interesting, interesting questions. questions. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about his early reign real quick, uh, King Viserys. Uh, he's actually married to Queen, um, Queen Emma of, of, uh, of the Vale. She's uh, Queen Emma Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually his cousin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you, you want to go ahead and read there? Yeah, here we go. After the long and peaceful reign of Jaehaerys I, Viserys inherited a secure throne, a full treasury, and a legacy of goodwill that his grandfather had cultivated over 50 years. House Targaryen was never again so powerful as it was in Viserys' reign. More princes and princesses of the blood existed than at any other time since the Doom, and there were never so many dragons uh, at one time as there were in the years 103 to 129 A.C. Yeah, we're blowing up again, guys. Uh, we just got a uh, man. Just get another these, raven. Get a got a raven, raven right here as <laughs> as we're uh, as we're doing as we're doing this here. Um, but the great upheaval of the Dance of Dragons had its roots in Viserys' reign, and it was chiefly due to the blood royals. In the early part of his reign, Viserys' one chief annoyance was his own brother, Prince Daemon Targaryen. Daemon was um, mer- uh, mer- I don't know that word and quick to take offense, but he was dashing, daring and dangerous. He was knighted at six and ten like Magor one and Jaehaerys one himself gave Damon the Valyrian steel blade dark sister for his prowess. He had been among the brashest of Viserys supporters prior to the great council and had even gathered a small army of sworn sword and men at arms when rumored uh, when rumors claimed that uh Corlys Valerian mm-hmm. uh, was readying a feat to defend the rights of his son Leonor. King Jaehaerys avoided bloodshed, but many remembered that Damon had been ready to come to blows over the matter. Yeah, that's a good point. I should probably go ahead and pull up. Um, will, will you pull up the the, the wiki page for Viserys' uh, first daughter, mm-hmm. um, and we can kind of look at who she um, who she marries, which is uh, one of the Valerians. Uh, Valerians. Um, so Damon, yeah, he's he's basically hoping that he can become Prince of Dragonstone, which is once you name your heir, um, the the heir to the Iron Throne, they sit and hold the seat at, um, at Dragonstone. Which, just a sidebar here, that's where Stannis, right? Stannis holds that Dragonstone, seat, yep. right? So, I mean, not not that he doesn't have heirs in King's Landing and stuff, but like. Just interesting that that is sort of the jumping ground, like as to who would be next in line mm-hmm. if Robert Baratheon dies, mm-hmm. his brother, right, Stannis, or any kids that he could have, which were which are with him in King's Landing. I, I don't know. It's just <clears throat> interesting to look at that little correlation. But um, so Damon, you know, is is coveting his brother's throne. He actually before he's a big supporter of his brother um, in the one hundred and one Great Council with Jaehaerys, like when. People are proposing that um, one of Jaehaerys' elder granddaughters is, is put in over Viserys. Uh, his, his brother um, wants to, he's got 
sworn swords for them. He's ready to go to war, basically, to um, ensure that Viserys is, is re- ready to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's see. Now, so um, did you mention that he had, he, had, he had married Queen Queen Emma, right? His cousin. And it, I think it's a it's a good marriage. Um, no, I did. I'm not sure that was in the text. It's in the text. I'm not yeah. sure, just not sure where. Yeah. Um, but basically, they have one child, um, and uh, her name is is it is it Ra- Rhaenyra? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's Rhaenyra Targaryen, and uh, she is like people dote on her. She's well loved. Um, she's she's basically um, named the heir apparent. And so what happens here is that. Viserys' brother Damon um, is—he gets a little upset. He gets a little testy. He gets a little, you know, um, because he's actually pushing, um, f- like, like he, I think he's happy that his brother is not having male heirs, mm-hmm. correct? And so he's sort of like, he's with, um, like, he doesn't want her to be named the heir apparent. And actually, Viserys himself is like hoping to have a male heir, um, even though he loves you know, uh, Rhaenyra as much as he does. And so he actually has a second marriage, um, which is to, oh, where's that here? Who does he marry second there? Hightower? Yeah. Allison Hightower? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he, he marries her and basically, um, you know, they have a couple kids and all goes well. Um, yeah. Allison Hightower, they have, uh, Amond, Darren, uh, Helena and Aegon the second. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to open this up so I can kind of read some of it. I'll go right ahead. Um, so having two Queens and having, you know, one, um, who, you know, Queen Alicent now wants her children to be considered next in line for the throne. Okay. But Queen, um, Rhaenyra is, or princess Rhaenyra is like hopeful. She's actually appointed, um, you know, he names her heir, right? He, mm-hmm. after the death of his first wife, um, she goes to Dragonstone. She's like at court. She's walking around King's Landing. Uh, she's his cupbearer, uh, her father's cupbearer. And, um, you know, she's, everyone likes her. I think, I think even when he announces that she's going to be his heir, a bunch of kings and lords come from around the kingdom and they hear him and make this announcement and they accept, okay, she, she's next up. Um, because at that point he didn't have any grandchildren. He didn't have any, it was just like, who is his heir? And then you look at his brother or, and his brother's kids, etc. So, um, he wants to ensure that his line kind of continues. Um, and so there you go. He has Rhaenyra. Now, Otto Hightower, the name Hightower should be familiar to you guys. That keeps coming up, right? The Hightower is from Old Town. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they want to be in power. And, um, so Otto Hightower is his hand. He's Viserys' hand. And he keeps pushing for him to get married again. And so he does. He, he actually marries Allison Hightower, his daughter, and uh, they have several kids. Yeah. Yeah, they have uh, yeah, Aegon, Aegon II, Helena, Amund, and Darren. Um, yeah, Allison Hightower. Um, trying to see here. Well, she... she I'll go ahead. Well, I, I, I'll just say she has, I mean, she herself also wants to see her children. Um, she, has, she has a firstborn son named uh, Aegon, um, and then um, I think it's Helena mm-hmm. Targaryen, and then Aemon Targaryen uh, as well. 
she has those three that I know are that are healthy. I think Darren Targaryen and and Tristane might not actually. This is Tristane allegedly. Now nah, that could be that could be bastard born. Um, but uh, Darren Targaryen, I believe, dies. I have to check into that. Um, but anyways, her son Aegon, and this the, all these characters are gonna be brought up again in the Dance of Dragons. Yeah, you know she wants him to be uh, come the next king, and uh, she's she's pushing for that, right? And that as as long as Viserys is alive, that is not gonna be the case. And so you know um, that's sort of his big. That's sort of the big thing here is just the, this line of secession. I I don't think there was any uh, major battles or conflicts um, during his reign, mm-hmm. Sir Matt. Uh, no, not, not really. Um, really it all kind of starts there at the tourney at, uh, King's Landing 111. Right. When they start wearing the different, yeah, the different clothing. colors. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. um, in 111, a great tourney was held at King's Landing on the fifth anniversary of the King's marriage to Queen Alicent. At the opening feast, Alicent wore a green gown whilst Prince, uh, Ren, uh, Rhaenyra, uh, dressed in Targaryen red and black. Uh, note was taken, and thereafter it became the custom to refer to greens and blacks when talking of the queen's party and the party of the princess. Respectively, in the tourney itself, the greens were defeated by the blacks when Sir Kristen Cole, wearing Princess Rhaenyra's favor, unhorsed all of the queen's champion, including two of her cousins and her youngest brother, Sir Gawain Hightower. Uh, yeah, and this is where it all... Mm-hmm. You know, all, the Dance of Dragons, the first kind of seeds of it kind of starts right right here where you have. And then later we'll get to the Green Council and the Black Council. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read a little bit here about um, yeah. our friend Prince Damon, because, again, the king's brother, um, you know, when he does marry Alicent, right? And you have that um, Sir Matt's talking about the tourney. Uh, I think it's important to note that he actually then um, allies himself with the sea, the sea snake. Um, he's tired of waiting for a crown that seems you know, like it's going to be more and more distant. Uh, he's determined to carve out his own kingdom. So um, Coral's Valerian, uh, and he make this common cause, which is something that uh, Sir Matt had just mentioned um, when we first started here. Um, and basically, they go to war um, with uh, Lys and, and Myrrh and, and Tyrosh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Damon wants to be king of the Narrow Sea, essentially, yeah. like... Uh, uh, the stepstones there. I think mm-hmm. he takes control of, and uh, you have to understand he, he and Viserys and um, and Damon's relationship is it's a good one. Uh, I think Viserys truly tr- truly loves his brother, um, but his brother's just super ambitious and kind of hot headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he's even like, not demoted, but he's because of his, he and Otto Hightower, Otto Hightower working to get Alicent mm-hmm. uh, in as queen. They don't agree, and he's demoted air quote to the city watch right yeah and something um, we didn't something I, I i don't think we mentioned last week uh just when we were talking about some of the feats of jaharis is jaharis actually starts to i guess kind of interact more with essos and stuff like that it, it had talked about him kind of building a fleet and sending pe- dispatching people mm-hmm. over there and so i think that is also something you kind of see here where he where damon is like oh i want to kind of mm-hmm. control this because th- it, it seems like trade is starting to between Essos and Westeros is starting to pick up. So. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, because, um, Viserys is actually in fit. He, he supports his brother, um, going to make war with these. It's they're, they're doing it sort of like air quote on behalf of the throne. Really. They're mm-hmm. doing it for their own gain, but right. Um, you know, which is, it's just as interesting because we haven't really heard about Essos in about a hundred years. 
since Aegon conquered it. Because a hundred years ago in Essos, it was like you know all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, once <laughs> once Aegon Aegon kind of leaves and it's it's you know just conquered. And really, it seems like everybody had kind of warred themselves to death. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Um, okay, so you know, the, remember that tourney that you were talking about? Yeah. Er, earlier. So actually, um, Prince Damon comes back after he's after he's killed the the, the Mirish prince. Um, and you know, he's named himself King of the Narrow Sea. You're yeah. right. I mean, yeah, he's... here's, here's the passage for that. If, okay. you, if you want, yeah, the fighting began in 106 AC with the sea snake providing the fleet and Damon providing, uh, Caraxes and his skill in commanding men to lead the second sons and landless knights who flocked to Damon's banner. King Viserys contributed to their war, sending gold for for the hire of men and supplies. They won many victories over the next two years, culminating in Prince Damon killing the Mirish Prince, Admiral Kragus Dahar, called uh, Crab Feeder, in single combat. When he learned that Damon had declared himself king of the Narrow Sea in 109 AC, King Viserys was heard to say that his brother kept uh, could keep his crown if it could keep him out of trouble. Mm-hmm. It proved a premature claim to victory. However, the um, Triarchy dispatched a new fleet and army the following year, and Dorne joined the uh, Triarchy in the war against Damon's fledging petty kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, when he comes back to that to that tourney, uh, and you have the you know Alicent wearing. Uh, green, um, you know, and Rhaenyra wearing black. black. Um, he actually presents the, there's a real good picture of it in A World of Ice and Fire, uh, presenting, you know, the crown to Viserys. You know, he's, he's his brother. He's just like, takes a knee, here's the crown, and Viserys picks him back up, puts the crown back on his head, gives him a couple kisses, and we're good to go. Like, yeah. good to have you back. Which is interesting thing. because a couple weeks ago when we were talking about uh, yeah, Aenys, Aenys and and, Mag- and Magor, the same thing, is that um, this was more this was mentioned in Dance of Dragons. I don't believe it was mentioned in the World of Ice, or not... It was mentioned in Sons of the Dragon, right. not World of Ice and Fire, that um, uh, Magor bows. He gets on, he gets, you know, takes a knee to Aenys, and Aenys lifts him up and says, "You'll never bend a knee to me again." Names of hand of the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, so just kind of similar. Yeah, it is yeah. similar. Yeah, it, it is, and, and uh, it's it's sometimes you got you have to remember their family, right? And they do love each other, but there's this. You know, it's the royal family, though, and there's all this drama of, of mm-hmm. who's going to be next in line and, and people scheming to. I mean, just I mean, just just look at our world. You know, mm-hmm. I look I we were asking we were asking questions a couple of weeks ago. Which royal wedding was better? I okay. know. You know, I, I know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, are you a, I'm a I'm a Kate Middleton fan more than a, who's the new one? What's her name? Meghan Markle or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't follow the rules that, <laughs> that close. Um, so anyways, uh, now in 107 AC, um, uh, as I mentioned before, Allison, you know, actually has a, a boy named Aegon. And, and as we said earlier, you know, he, he does not actually um, set aside Rhaenyra. He decides mm-hmm. to keep her as the heir apparent uh, and uh, princess of, of, of Dragonstone. Um, but suspiciously here, Viserys... Uh, his brother Damon, when he comes back, he presents the crown. For a while, he's in good graces. I mean, uh, yeah. Just just for a short while, uh, it wasn't too long after that he's actually banished again. Um, and so there's a lot of rumor that kind of circulates that perhaps he was trying to seduce Rhaenyra. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his which would be his niece, right? His his brother's uh, firstborn uh, daughter uh, and, and and heir to the throne. And that kind of makes sense to me, right? Because he's hoping that if he marries her, then he then himself will, you know, have the throne that way. Does that make sense? I mean, um, so 
Now, there were, there were other uh, situations where um, Otto Hightower had been really pushing and overstepping himself. In 109 AC, he, uh, he was replaced by Lord Lionel Strong, who had served ably as Master of Laws. Um, for King Viserys, the matter was long settled. Rhaenyra was his heir, and he did not wish to hear arguments otherwise. Despite the decrees of the Great, of the great Council of 101, which always placed a man above a woman. Um, so, you know, Otto Hightower is out. Now, there's all sorts of rumors that surround uh, Rhaenyra and who she um, hooks up with. And I, I wanna, I'm going to give you one, which will come from the, um, what, what was it, the Princess and the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, in that story, it goes into more detail than what we have here. And basically, she actually, uh, when, when she's promised to um, uh, Coral's uh, Valer- Valerian's, Valerian's son, she, um, I believe he's openly gay, mm-hmm. and yep. she does not wish to, you know, um, she, she's not happy about that union, that marriage, etc. And so she kind of gives herself to, um, she gives up her maidenhead to um, Strong, um, you know, Lionel Strong. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's whispered that, you know, it could have been of her own doing, she could have been something to, to do with, um, you know... With Damon, um, you know, she also at one point too is courting uh, what's his name, one of the Kingsguard guys. You remember um, him? He's the one who really sets things in motion with the Dance of Dragons. Um, uh, Sir Kristen Cole. Sir Kristen Cole. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Uh, this is this is a little bit later here. Yeah, uh, Renera was of a different mind entirely because she was supposed to marry. So, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Um, Perhaps she harbored hopes of wedding Prince Damon, as Eustace claims, or of seducing Kristen Cole to her bed, as Mushroom cheerfully suggested. Mushroom is like a court gesture dwarf, mm-hmm. um, but he apparently sees a lot of stuff going on, so he's you know, right, right. He's like the patch face of of this. Um, but uh, Viserys would hear none of it, and against all her objections, he needed only to note that if she refused the marriage, he would reconsider the the line of succession. And then came to the final uh, break between Sir Kristen, Sir Kristen Cole and Renera. Though to this day, we do not know if it was uh, instigated by Sir Kristen or Renera. Did she try to seduce him once more? Did he finally admit his love now that it seemed she'd be wed and tried to persuade her to run away with him? We cannot say, nor can we say if there's any truth to the claim that after Cole left her, she instead gave up her maidenhood uh, to Sir Harwin Strong, a much less uh, scrupulous sort of knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, honestly, if we're talking about just Viserys right here, I think um, so, so we talked about his first marriage, his second, and then his, his later reign, you know, if we go any further, we're basically getting into a dance of dragons, I think, uh-huh. um, which is, which is what we want to get into. But, uh, once we get there, it's, you got to talk about the whole thing. The whole so, thing. Yeah. And really what I think Sir Matt and I would like to do is go back and read in full, um, the princess and the queen to make sure that we have all Everything. those, uh, nitty gritty details there. So yeah, but, uh, the setup here is that you have two, you have a princess and a queen who both are you know, wanting the Iron Throne or their son or themselves to be on it. And, you know, um, Rhaenyra just kind of goes a little wild here. Uh, she, she's got a couple of different guys that she could be with. Her uncle, you know, uh, Lionel Strong, uh, Kristen Cole, you know. Um, yeah. So, well, here, I'm, this is this is going to be somewhat, I guess, spoilers for what's going to be coming up, not just with the Dance Dragon, but in, in the future, something we've mentioned a lot. This is from the wiki here. Uh, Emma's daughter, 
uh, Rhaenyra had six children, one of them stillborn. The youngest two of Rhaenyra's living children, Prince Aegon and Viserys, would later become kings, Aegon III and Viserys II. It would, be the, it would be the line of Viserys II that continued the line of dragon kings. In addition, Aegon's daughter, uh, Danaea, and Viserys' son, Aegon, had a bastard son together, Daemon, who would later create House Blackfire. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're talking you're really talking as we're as as we'll be getting into these next couple weeks, we're going to be hitting the Dance of Dragons, which is really I guess you could almost argue Blackfire Blackfire Rebellion Part One, and then mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like the, that's definitely the precursor to it, and then get into the Blackfire Rebellion. Right. Yeah. It's all coming. Yeah. Um, so I guess to to finish here, how um, j- just um, Viserys um, one, he actually dies um, uh, in in one twenty nine AC. It says during a nap in the in the Red Keep, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, on um, the uh, yeah, th- right here's pretty peaceful. On the third day of the third moon of one twenty nine AC, while entertaining Jaehaerys and Jahera from his bed with a tale of their great grandsire and his queen battling giants, mammoths, and wildlings beyond the wall, the king grew tired. He sent his grandchildren away, and the tale was done, and he fell into a sleep from which he never awoke. He had ruled for six and twenty years, reigning over the most prosperous era in the history of the Seven Kingdoms, but seeding with it the disastrous decline of his house and the death of the last of the dragons. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in all honesty, though, he probably is one of the better kings, considering what you have to to look at <laughs> for the, ki- the 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 kings of uh, Westeros since Aegon's conquest. Yeah, um, he himself actually was really kind of like a good guy. It's just kind of his family is just, I think, too big. Yeah, when he actually has a, a pretty decent you know reign, he has it's a twenty six year reign, mm-hmm. um, which which is pretty awesome. And as I said, it doesn't seem like it seems like the kingdom overall. From what we could gather, was for the most part at peace. Yeah. Um. It's just these, you know. Um. I don't know what 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 it is. You know that, just wanting, ignoring. I guess council, right? The yeah. great council's orders, and then kind of saying he's the king. I mean, I, I, we could actually sit down and have a whole sidebar conversation about whether you know is it okay for the new king to have another great council and say no, I want this to happen. Exactly. Which is kind of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um. And then to have his wife after he dies, kind of plot against him and say, we're going to ignore those orders. You know, the, the realm sort of ignored it. And, you know, the sneak peek here, they don't even tell Rhaenyra that her father has died. Yeah. They actually just sneakily, like the like the like like his second wife, Alison Hightower, just crowns her son, Aegon. Yeah. So we'll get into that. But, yeah. I mean, it's and, just, that's basically the, the premise of all of this. So he kind of, um, had he have reconsidered or what have you, you know, I don't know, um, I don't know if he could have reconsidered after he declares uh, Rhaenyra right. to be the heir apparent, and then he has a son. Can he go back on that? He could have used the Council of One Hundred One AC mm-hmm. to sort of back that idea, that train of thought. But I think he loved that his his daughter yeah. in that way, and so he was just like, you know, and she was very smart and savvy, and was his cupbearer, and was around the small council a lot, and a lot of people liked her and actually were in favor of her, you know, ruling. And she was older than yeah. she, she was; she was much older than Aegon. The second. Yeah. So, so. yeah. Well, a sneak peek at next week. Just the first line here of Aegon the second. No war was ever bloodier or cruelier than the dance of dragons. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So so we'll we'll do a little more work until we... until the war, you know, the 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 great war comes in season 8. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll get a little more uh, in, in depth with that, and and we'll we'll kind of sort of sort this out. You know, it would have been nice for us to do like maybe the Black Council episode before this, but just because of recording, we yeah. recorded this way ahead of time. So we'll read that um, that novel, and we'll we'll do it. We'll do the Black Council, and we'll come back ready to go for uh, a Dance of Dragons next week. So mm-hmm. be ready. If you have uh, specific questions, or if you read ahead and you have thoughts on uh, the Dance of Dragons, we are completely fine with reading some stuff in the Maester Study from our listeners so if you have yeah, thoughts or, or things you know send those to btk cast yeah and absolutely you know i will say this um we get you know a lot of the ravens we get focus really actually a lot of the ravens i feel like we get are for the show um which is cool yeah which is it, awesome it's yeah. just cool it's just it's I really i think there's kind of three things you know we've got a world of ice and fire which it doesn't seem like we ever really get a lot of ravens from mm-hmm. um so that'd be cool if you guys could uh just pitch I'm I'm definitely down to dive into well yeah and some, I think some so, of those you know some of it is just people this are, is all new for a lot of people yeah and you're just yeah. you're just kind of listening to it's it's some of it's new for us to be honest with you so yeah so uh, it's nice for us to dive into it and we'd love to hear uh, if you're you know a listener and you've read it multiple times and and you you've studied up on the Dance of Dragons then hit us up for sure absolutely yeah so okay uh, I think that's it for the Maester study let's dive into the reread for this mm-hmm. week yeah I'll read the recap. From last week, uh, Catelyn's breakdown over Bran's fall ends when an attempt is made on Bran's life. Catelyn delays the assassin long enough for Bran's direwolf to arrive and kill the assassin. Catelyn is now convinced Bran did not fall, but was pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm convinced as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Chapter 15, Sansa. So this is her first uh, po- point of view. Um, she's exploring the camp, and she goes out riding with her betrothed, um, Prince Joffrey, uh, near the Ruby Ford, they come across Arya Stark and the Butcher's Boy playing uh, playing swords, mm-hmm. playing knight, right? Uh, and Joffrey begins to torment the boy until he is attacked by Arya Stark. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's your summary. Let's dive into some of these details here. Um, let's see if there's any... I'm trying to think of something specific or something that... Uh, to break this up into... Well, no, I think we'll just, we'll just kind of dive into the to the thing as a, as a whole. It's not... Um, you do have the first part, which is more her exploring the camp, and then she runs into two significant fellas, three right. actually, um, and then you've got um, her ride and her her trip with uh, Joffrey, and then you've got uh, the okay. butcher's boy. Yeah, the butcher's boy. Yeah. So, um, so let's dive in that first part there. Um, she's excited because to start the day off, she knows she's going to be riding in that wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. The right? Que- yeah. The que- yeah. The queen's wheelhouse, and uh, it really kind of starts. Again, and it's almost like, um, so this is, I find this interesting. This is Sansa's first chapter, mm-hmm. and before we had Arya's chapter. And they kind of start the same way, but yeah. there, it is interesting, actually, like, I went back and actually listened to the Arya chapter again, and they actually almost, they're identical, really, in the way they start, and mm-hmm. they both involve Septim Ordain, but this time, and this is where we get into it, POV is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Arya chapter, it it talks about how she hates being a lady and Sansa's so pretty and so nice. And she then points out Sansa's flaw. She's not good at numbers. Right. And then, so this chapter, same thing, Septim Ordain is getting Sansa ready um, to go be in the king, the wheelhouse. And, right. You know, and yep. um, she's talking, uh, she's talking about how Arya, you know, ruins everything. And Arya's dress, Arya had a way of ruining everything. Uh, you know, it's just one of the lines, but she'll dress the way she always does. Um, and it's you know talking just talking about think you know things like that and then uh, well that she's wild too right, right. that she's she has this wild side to her and uh, 
and things. She even goes into her characteristics and her features. You know, what's, what's funny is that in the Arya chapter, um, Arya, asked, I believe she, she asked Catelyn. She, she references a point in which she asked Catelyn if she was a bastard because yep. she's, she looks different. And right. Sansa asked the same thing. Right. And then Lady Catelyn says, so it's just interesting. They're like, they mirror each other. Like, they do. Yep. They're identical. But I, um, uh, the line I found I th- I thought was interesting was she found Arya on the banks of the Trident trying to hold Nymeria still while she brushed uh, dried mud from her fur. The dire wolf was not enjoying the process. Arya was wearing the same riding leather she had worn yesterday and the day before. You'd better put on something pretty, Sansa told her. Septimore Dane said so. We're traveling in the Queen's wheelhouse with Princess Marcella today. I'm not, Arya said, trying to brush a tangle out of Nymeria's matted gray fur. Micah and I are going to ride upstream and look for rubies in the ford. Rubies, Sansa said, lost. What rubies? Arya gave her a look like she was so stupid. Rhaegar's rubies. This is where King Robert or the uh, King Robert killed him and won the crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just they're different. I mean, they're both young. Right. But um, when a story's being told or they're being told different things, different lessons by uh, Mordain. Right. Mm hmm. It's interesting. One listens to one tunes in, one tunes out. And yep. they just they're they're complete opposites. Yeah. because um, the history is, I mean, that would that makes sense why, you know, Arya's super intrigued by that, right? These these yeah. epic battles and this uh knights and, and things yeah. like that, you know. Kind of like Bran. Yeah. We'll come back to these rubies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to yeah, these for sure. rubies. So we want to continue with uh, Arya first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, uh, I believe she kind of, doesn't she just sort of leave Arya to, yep. you know, to Nymeria and things. Oh, it, it's, it's neat too that, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you get to see, you see, just dire a, whoops. yeah, you see just a little bit more about how, um, just the differences, you know, between the two, it talks about how Arya, you know, got, got, uh, they call it, what do they call it? They call it poison kisses as opposed to like poison mm-hmm. ivy. It's right. basically the same thing. She got a rash on her arm and she was rubbing mud on it to, um, you know, get rid of it. And then they talk about how Arya, you know, would just ride and talk to random people and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and things like that. So, yeah, you know, just just kind of. And just, Sansa hates writing. Absolutely hates. Yeah. Hates she writing. hates it now. Yeah. She hates it now. Yeah. She's going to love it here in a bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 I guess I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Pick up. The, oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as Joffrey, you know, asked to go writing. She, oh, I love writing, you yeah. know. So, yeah. And then, you know, the, then the line where they're talking about the queen and Arya's like, I don't like I don't like the queen. Arya said casually. Sansa sucked in her breath, shocked that even Arya would say such a thing before uh, her sister prattled on uh, heedless. She won't even let me bring Nymeria. She thrust the brush under the, under her belt and stalked uh, stalked her wolf. Nymeria watching her approach warily. A royal we- wheelhouse is no place for a wolf, Sansa said. And Princess Marcella is afraid of them. You know that. Yeah. Well, she should be. So the lions are afraid of the wolves. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, <laughs> these wire was these, these dire wolves are huge, right? They're they're yeah. you know, uh, they're no joke. And I, even Lady, who is like, I, I love that the characteristics you get and how they mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the Stark that they're with because mm-hmm. she like gracefully takes that bacon out of out of Sansa's hand to start, right? Yeah. Uh, so just two completely different dire wolves, right? right? So, um. But yeah, so anyways, I, th- I think uh, Nymeria kind of doesn't she bolt off here a little bit, and then Sansa, um, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, right here, here's the line though. I, ha- I have uh, where she's talking about Sansa could never understand how two sisters born only two years apart could be so different. It would have been easier if Arya had been a bastard like their half brother John. She even looked like John. 
with the long face and brown hair of the Starks and nothing of their lady mother in her face or her coloring. And John's mother had been uh, common, or so people whispered. Once, when she was little, Sansa had even asked mother if perhaps there hadn't been some mistake. Perhaps the Grumpkins had stolen her real sister. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. just funny that they, they 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 mirror each other in that 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 they uh, think, yeah. think that same way. But right, right, yep. Um, okay. Gods be true, Arya. Sometimes you act like a child. Um, she's like, I'll go by myself then, right? So she's just she's uh, walking back, um, and uh, she's gonna leave leave Arya to whatever she's up to. Um, let's see. So now, as she gets closer, right, she's intrigued because there's this. Um, is this the part I want to get to? Yeah, with with the um, with the wheelhouse, right? She sees the queen standing out front, you know, sort of greeting um, two different uh, men, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one's old, one's one's extremely young. His extreme youth, <laughs> I thought that was mm-hmm. funny. Um, but it's actually uh, um, Sir Sir Barristan Selmy and Renly Baratheon. Uh, she sees are the newcomers. She also sees a third guy uh, who super kind of scares her, right? And that's Sir Illyn Payne. Yeah, well, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. I, I just thought it was pretty neat. Uh, they give some. Um, let's see. One night was um, uh, worn an intricate suit of white enamel scales, brilliant as a field of new fallen snow, with silver chasings and clasps that glittered in the sun. He removed his helm. Sansa saw that he was an old man with hair as pale as his armor, yet he seemed strong and graceful. For all that, from his shoulders hung the pure white cloak of the King's Guard. His companion was a man near 20 whose armor was steel plate of deep forest green. He was the most handsomest man Sansa had ever set eyes upon. Tall, powerfully, powerfully made. You know, that's interesting. He's the most uh, handsomest man she's ever laid eyes on, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. And I, the, like it changes, right? Because he, I think Gerd does a good job of like, this is Sansa. You have to remember mm-hmm. who this is. And this is a, a little girl, right? Okay. Uh, he has uh, jet black hair that fell to his shoulders and framed uh, a clean shaven face and laughing green eyes to match his armor. Cradled under one arm was an antlered helm, its magnificent rack shimmering in gold. Uh, and so clearly there's uh, there's the first one is Barristan Selmy and then Renly Baratheon, right? Now, let's see uh, if we can figure out who this other fella is. Um, oh, yeah, his, his uh, Ill and Pain is very interesting. Um, at first, Sansa did not notice the third stranger. He did not kneel with the others. He stood to one side beside their horses, a gaunt, grim man who watched the proceedings in silence. His face with po- was pockmarked and beardless, with deepest, with with deep set eyes and hollow cheeks. Though he was not an old man, only a few wisps of hair remained to him, sprouting above his ears. But those he had grown long as long as a woman's. His armor was iron gray chainmail over layers of boiled leather, plain and, unana- and, uh, and unadorned, and it spoke of age and hard use. Above his right shoulder, the stained leather hilt of a blade strapped to his back was visible, a two-handed greatsword, too long to be worn at his side. And that is your, that's your description of um, Villain of Payne, right, mm-hmm. who is basically the king's justice mm-hmm. right he swings that sword and takes off heads yeah that's what he does okay yeah. what do you got next uh well i was trying to, i was trying to find the the thing from the the aria chapter but oh. I, I, I i could i couldn't find it there just to make just to show you the the, the line for line uh oh, the difference the, just yeah. the line for line conne- con- similarity yeah similarity yeah. and 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 connection and connection there but um pretty much after she's done 
with her little quiz there, uh, which I just think is funny, um, is when Joffrey and her kind of end up going off. Take off. Take off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're like drinking. Like, and Sansa's like, oh, I don't, you know, there's just, that's like. Well, they're drinking a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and and she, I mean, she's she. You know, this is this is where Joffrey's kind of. I, I think Joffrey does still like her at this point, but I do feel like it still almost seems like even here before the incident happens, he does kind of look down on her. Yeah, because she's from the north. I don't think right. he thinks very highly of anyone from the north. The north. I, I don't know because he's got his mother's sort of like um, understanding of. The kingdoms, yeah, right, and so, yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised, I guess. I, I, I don't know that. I mean, she, it's, it's a good union, I guess, but, uh, and he, again, he's, he's Joffrey Baratheon, you know, he's supposed to be a Baratheon, mm-hmm. uh, but we know that he's not, and that, that makes it all the more uh, interesting. But yeah, as they're going out and about, he actually stops. He, I think he's able to go in and, and, and say that he's the. He's the prince, and he sort of demands that they have some food and, and different things. And so they're actually having a good time. Um, Joy riding around, he he has to leave his she has to leave her wolf, and he has to leave his dog behind. Yeah, right. Yeah. What would you like to do? Be with you, Sansa thought, but she said, uh, "Whatever you'd like to do, my prince." Joffrey uh, reluctant a moment. We could go riding. Oh, I love riding, mm-hmm. Sansa said. Yeah. Joffrey glanced glanced back at Lady, who was following at their heels. Your wolf is liable to frighten the horses, and my dog seems to frighten you. Uh, let us let us leave them both behind and set off on our own. What do you what do you say? Um, and then he laughs and she's like, oh, I didn't know you had a dog. And he's talking about the hound and, mm-hmm. and they kind of they kind of they kind of go on there. Also, I we we listen to the audio book and uh, Roy Detrice, the guy who reads it, yeah. uh, does such a good job at his version. You know, his version of Joffrey. Yeah, where he he just comes across as this totally smug, pompous. Yeah. Oh, he totally char- does. character and so. It's just so it's so in, it's just so interesting hearing hearing the audiobook version because I th- it, I think it just fits him so so well and mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I think too one one of the things there Sansa does is like she's not very um I like like that uh, that witty humor right mm-hmm. like like picking up on like oh the dog is your hound right you know that yeah she's a little slow on the uptake there but she is still I mean she's well versed in like that the quiz she passed with, with flying colors right. she knows who is who she's never met Sir Barristan Selmy or Renly Baratheon but you know she's able to put names to those two so you know uh when, when you look at what she brings to the table I think it's important this this does chapter does tell us a lot it's our first point of view for her right mm-hmm. okay so now um one of the reasons too I forgot to mention that they weren't um the only thing they had to to accompany them on this ride um, was Lion's Tooth, mm-hmm. right? Had J- Joffrey's s- sword, uh, and so so we'll get into Lion's Tooth here in a second. Um, but as as they're riding along, basically, um, you know, he's pressing his his uh, his mount super hard, right? And her mare can kind of barely keep up, you know. Um, they're out for just all these different adventures, as we said, going by the riverbank. Uh, they tracked a shadow cat to its lair, mm-hmm. um, and this is when you know when they grew hungry, they found that holdfast. That seems like a pretty bad idea. By yeah, the I way. know. I know. Considering was... Joffrey's skill at arms. Uh, yeah, like... exactly. I, I think he's just he's, he thinks he is, you Invincible. know. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's yeah. been raised. I don't know if he's been raised that way or or what. But he's probably also heard stories too from his father of things that he used to do. Right. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Know, so. When it's interesting too, we get it like like is he not trained, like he wouldn't really cross swords with Rob back in Winterfell, 
And there's a reason. Like, those guys are trained hard with their mastered arms. I'm wondering what his training is like. You know, is it just, is anyone willing to actually strike the prince? Like, right. because I think Robert Baratheon would be, yeah, put him out there. Let, let's let's let him get to work. But I think Cersei's kind of like always coddling and protecting him. And like, you know, if it, the boys are in the, in the yard are afraid to even touch him, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of what I think. Because like, like when we get to this butcher's boy scene here and Arya's, a, I, I just don't think he's that yeah. Good, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Well, you know, actually, I, think I don't think it's his fault. I think it's, it's never, more his it's never really explained. But there is a scene in, um, it's early in a clash or a clash of kings, where they're having the tourney. Um, where oh god, now I can't remember his name. Um, the guy who gets uh, Sir Dantas, mm-hmm. um, right where the fool and the, the they, fool? they yeah. almost they almost drown him. And at the very end of that, um, Tommen. They set up like a little. They set up a little knight for Tommen to go ride against. Oh yeah, and it like and he like he like swings at it and it like spins around and knocks him off like off his horse. But everyone's like cheering and 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 stuff like that. And it, so it seems like Tommen, you know, he's he's obviously a lot younger, especially right. in the books. Um, but even Tommen, it was it was clearly like he's he hasn't been trained at all. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like they they just set it up for him and say, okay, here you go. And so I would imagine Joffrey is. I think that's is, Cersei's doing though, don't you? Be, oh, absolutely. Because I just think it's. Um, I don't think Robert cares. No, and it's also his fault. Too. It is. Yeah, I don't think um, Robert cares because I think Robert just wants to drink. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad, but um, you know, it's I, unf- it's really unfortunate we don't get any we don't get anything between Robert and like his and, kids and Joffrey and how what he. I mean, we 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 talked about last week is uh, him seeking fa- his father's approval, right? You know, mm-hmm. trying possibly, um, you know, to send the cat's paw to to kill Bran, but but still, it's um, you know, it's definitely, it's just it's just kind of sad, and I, I just think it explains a lot as to why he is weak and completely, you know, like like, like he's he's like calling out for his life here at the end of this chapter with the little girl holding a sword yeah, yeah. at him. I don't know. So Yeah, and well, you, your, real, your real question is, I mean, did did Jamie ever try and train him? Jamie's in the Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows he's dad. He'd have to. Right, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, at this, at, especially at this point, arguably one of the greatest knights. I know. You know, yeah. ever and alive currently, so. Right. Well, I think, it, give it, I mean, that takes us, we're clear, clear out of the chapter now, but uh, Tywin, right, and, and him possibly allowing, you know, Joffrey to be assassinated, right? Mm-hmm. So that way he could actually store, raise Tom in the way he's supposed to be raised, you know, yeah, type of thing. So, um, okay. Anyway, well, okay. Anyway, so kind of, ba- kind of back to it here with that. Uh, they dined on tra- uh, trout fresh from the river and Sansa drank more wine than she had ever drunk before. My father only lets us have one cup and only at feast. She uh, confessed to her prince. My betrothed can drink as much as she wants. Joffrey said, refilling her cup. Um, the fact that they're even fishing seems odd to me. Like, just doesn't seem like Joffrey's. Well, they they, they dined on Trump. So they actually right before that they had, they brought it with them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they go to they um, go to hold fast. That's right. Hold fast. Yeah. 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 By its smoke and they and they and they told them to fetch food and wine for the yeah. prince and lady. So he's just going in using right. his. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, as they as as they move out, right? They're they're full, and since they're full, they're riding a little slower, right? A little sluggish. Uh, they hear this clack clack, you know, um, in like, off to the woods or whatever. And Sansa's sort of like, "No, we should go." You know, um, it, it doesn't sound good, right? But it's the it's the it's the tapping of swords. Yeah. Well, right. Before we get wooden to there, swords. Before we get to there, yeah. There's another line we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dissect mm-hmm. at the end of this. 
Um, Shouldn't we be starting back, she asked. Soon, Joffrey said. The battleground is right up here where the river bends. That was where my father killed Rhaegar Targaryen, you know. He smashed in his chest, crunch, right through the armor. Joffrey swung an imaginary warhammer to show her how it was done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just uh, two lines from a big theory uh, yep. <laughs> in, in there that uh, maybe Rhaegar didn't die at, 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 at the Trident. Hey, so. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, okay, so we get next. Um, so this is, yeah, so this is when they, when they get up there, someone's there, Sansa said anxiously, she found herself thinking of Lady, wishing the dire wolf was with her. Um, you're safe with me. Joffrey drew his lion's tooth from its sheath. Uh, the sound on steel, the steel of leather made her tremble this way, he said, uh, riding through the trees. And, uh, um, they see up here, beyond the, beyond in a clearing overlooking the river, they came across a boy and a girl playing at night. The swords were wooden sticks, broom handles from the look of them, and, and they were rushing across the grass, swinging at each other lustily. The boy was, uh, years older and a head taller and much stronger, uh, as he was pressing attack. The girl, a scrawny thing in soiled leathers, was dodging and managing to get her stick in the way of most of the boy's blow, but not all. Um, and then Pinch Joffrey laughed. The boy uh, looked around, wide-eyed and startled, and dropping his stick in the grass. The girl glared at them, sucking on her knuckles uh, to take the sting out because she was hit in the hand. And Sansa was horrified. Arya, she called out uh, incredulously, "Go away!" Arya shouted back at them, angry tears in her eyes. "What are you doing here? Leave us alone!" And this is where things go real bad. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, so. You know, I, I think Arya, as you said before, she's going out, she's seeking, she's talking to different people, and she's come across this butcher's boy, and she's uh, friends with him, right? And uh, they're just they're just out playing swords, you know, um, pl- playing knights, as it says. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I it, once I think Prince Joffrey just he's just a cruel kid, right? Once he sees this um, butcher's boy, uh, he probably didn't even recognize. He, unless unless Sansa would have said Arya. He would have known, I don't really think, unless he gets close and he's right. really seen her a whole lot. But she's not dressed up. She's wearing the same leathers that she's worn for the past three days. And basically, you know, he takes this this opportunity to to go in there and uh, and kind of show off slash, you know, torment a little bit. He knows the butcher's boy is is afraid because he drops his stick and he steps back a little bit. And he totally takes advantage of this of this situation. And Sansa sees it's bad. I think somewhere underneath she's starting to kind of, maybe this is the first time, but, I, I, well, this is definitely the first time. But just his, the tone that he takes here and this look that he has in his eyes, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. cruel, you yeah. know? Yeah, Micah, should his, uh, Micah shook his head. It's only a stick, my lord. It's not a sword. It's only a stick. And you're only a butcher boy and no knight. Um and then, uh, you know, a line that's in the show, I believe he says, uh, and I believe Joffrey says, and I'm your prince. And he's like, it's only a stick, my prince. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it's differing, but I, I, I think they're both, I think they're both good. Yeah. He just makes sure he, he's in, insisting that he call him my prince. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is, which is cool because later, um, later, uh, he freaked, you know, he flips out on Sansa when he refers to him as, um, like your your prince and he's like it's your grace now because oh he's yeah dead. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep um but you know again so uh w- once he's had this back and forth conversation right he he takes his his sword and it seems like he starts to kind of press it against um in the in the show it's his cheek right and it looks like it yeah, is his face same here. here yeah same here too a bright a bright bu- uh bud of blood blossomed wow there's a Mm-hmm. Tongue twister for you. Uh, where his sword pressed into Micah's flesh, a slow red line trickled down the boy's cheek. 
Yeah. Uh, and that obviously angers um, Arya, and, and she comes out of nowhere, right, and tries to crack this um, her wooden sword over his arm to stop him, right? And uh, I think she breaks it. She swings it so hard. Yeah. And really, you know, infuriates him. And then um, I think he, yeah, okay, so, so, so Micah, I don't know if he takes off here or if he takes off in just a bit, but, you know, uh, he starts swinging his sword at Arya. He actually starts to kind of like swing and attack Arya mm-hmm. and Sansa's just screaming, you know, stop, 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 stop. And I just think it's things really get out of control here. Like, yeah. what would happen if he if he would have killed Arya? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, right? I mean, that'd yeah. be pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he he does not often think. It's kind of foreshadowing. Robert Baratheon probably would have killed him. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it is it is foreshadowing, right? That like he he doesn't think through on on his actions. He thinks he's just. He's the prince. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And that there are no consequences. He doesn't quite understand it. Uh, and again, his mother, that's why he needs a regent, right? He, he should not be ruling on his own, but yeah, whatever. Um, so anyways, you know, as, as he's swinging and stuff, uh, Nymeria comes out of nowhere, takes him out, bites, mm-hmm. bites his arm, right? Um, and Micah's getting the heck out of there. He's, he's took off for the woods. I mm-hmm. think actually at one point, Arya throws a rock too and like hits Joffrey's horse. So it bolts after it bolts into the woods, you know. Uh, after after Micah, yeah, and, I remember. Uh, I remember that uh, Arya picks up Lion's Tooth and throws it into the river. Right, yeah, right after Nymeria, she she uh, uh, bites him or whatever, you know. Um, and I, the the line that she mocks Joffrey with, with is he's he's pressing the sword into into the butcher boy's face and he says, uh, "I won't hurt him much," and then she says, "You know, I, um, you know." Uh, so when when uh, when Nymeria like bites and whatever she was like it didn't hurt that much you know what I mean yeah. type of thing so now um, just think about this for a second yeah so Rhaegar dies I just I'm seeing a rabbit hole here mm-hmm. Rhaegar dies Rubies and his sword fall into the trident mm-hmm. then Joffrey another king gets his sword thrown into the trident yeah just saying. Did they ever get Lion's Tooth back? No, I don't think so. No? Yeah. I know the Hound makes fun of him for it, calling it his sword Lion's Tooth. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't know what to check here. I, I can't remember if he did if he, if he does or not. I know he gets a new sword um later on. I can't remember if he, I'm pretty sure that he gets maybe a, he does maybe he gets, he does wi- lose he gets it Widow's Whale, the Valyrian steel. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cuz you imagine the Trident's not a creek. It's it's a river, right? No, it's a big river. Yeah, yeah so, so it's it's, it's going a- down. Uh, to the bottom of that thing. So, okay, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so, so, and then here's where he gets kind of venomous with, um, with Sansa, right? No, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, King Joffrey receives a replacement sword, Heart Eater, uh, Sansa, and, and then, uh, yep, just that's it. That's all, that's all, that's all we know. Okay. Um, you know, so uh, Nymeria is uh, has, has attacked him, and basically, you know, he's bleeding in his arm there, right? He's yeah. got all sorts of like, um, I mean, he's he's freaking out. And Arya, before she tossed that sword, she kind of had it, you know, held over him for a second, and then she chucks it. Um, but uh, his eyes snapped open, and he looked at her, and there was nothing but loathing there, nothing but the vilest contempt. Then go, he spit at her, and don't touch me. Mm-hmm. So Sansa's trying to comfort him and things and, you know, and tell him that she's going to go get help. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's just super irritated. You know, super mad. He hates to be embarrassed, I think is the thing. He hates to be... Um, I mean, he's been bested by a girl and this direwolf attacks him and all this stuff. It's just kind of... 
he was the tormentor and now he's being tormented. It's just, it's, you know, but it's also just kids too, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of Robert Brathian's point later. They're kids. They're kids. Yeah. Although I think Joffrey was taking it a little bit too far, uh, attacking Arya the way that he looked like he was intending to, especially in the show. They do a good job of like, they do. he's swinging that sword. And if she's not dodging it, like, she could get hit. She could get hit, right? And yeah. what's going to happen? I mean, yeah. you know, that could be bad. People and die from and infections and, and stuff. And it's a good sword, too. It's, right. You it's, know, they exactly. talk about that. It's, it's Yeah. So I, I, I have the wiki pulled up for uh, Lion's Tooth here. So something interesting. Wow. Um, in A Storm of Swords, within the Hollow Hill, Arya Stark remembers the sword as Lion's Paw. Gurr has gone on record and stated that because people are like, oh, is this, did he, is this a typo? Like what, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Gurr has gone on record and stated that he was trying to establish that the memories of his viewpoint characters are not always, are not infallible by having Lion's Tooth name be misremembered. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's just a point of view you know, is everything. Point of view is everything. Right. And that goes back to, te- back to Tyrion, not quite remembering the conversation that was had Right, you know, up at Winterfell mm-hmm. with the Hound in the morning in the yard. Yeah, you know, so do, do they remember everything exactly? Because if you go, we went back and looked at last episode. We went back and actually checked and and read from the book what Joffrey was saying, and it was not exactly what Tyrion repeated later in the Storm of Swords. Yeah. So yeah, and I was I was I, I messed up. Sorry. It is Renly that laughs at the name of the sword being uh, Lion's Lion's Tooth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. All right. Um, okay. Any cool connections for this week? Uh, no, not. I didn't have any. I think any I, pulled up. I think we, we've talked about the Trident. We've talked about Robert Baratheon and 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 the rubies and yeah. And and I think that would that deserves an, again a maybe sh- a black uh, a black, black council, council or something at yeah. some time. Yeah, just gonna go over that that war, Robert's rebellion, and things. Mm-hmm. So because um, it's they're often referenced the the ruby the the rubies there and and people seeking after them and, and maybe somebody's found, maybe they found some um and then also the red glowing ruby mm-hmm. you know and it being a a glamour of some kind Absolutely. so yeah all right so uh let's move on to send a raven what, uh do we have any ravens this week we want to kind of uh yeah into? we actually we got one what what we were while we were recording uh, we got one on we got one on instagram that, oh yeah yeah so this is from um, Ryan Brady Seven, uh, no relation, cool uh, that I know of. Um, hey guys, great episode past couple weeks. Just rereading myself and just got through the prologue of A Clash of Kings patch face. After I finished, I went to the wiki. Was just curious about your guys' thoughts on if he has a role to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Patchface. Yeah, very interesting character. Has some connections, possibly to the Drowned God. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Alt Shift X did a video on him recently, I believe, right. and it's really in depth and really good. Um, but he is a very interesting character. Like the wiki has its own section on him, just in terms of. Um, theories and stuff just in terms of theories because there are so many theories around him so for those of you guys who maybe haven't got there yet or are unfamiliar Mm -hmm. uh, Patchface is Stannis's kind of court jester Mm -hmm. on Dragonstone he has like tattoos on his face he speaks um, how how do they what do they call that he speaks what? Uh, the way he speaks there's like a there's like a name for it because he he speaks in kind of uh, an odd like his cadence yeah i thought there was i thought there was a a name a name for it but anyway so he um in rhymes maybe because he's always he's always speaking in sort of like um in riddles and rhymes and um 
Uh, it's almost like a she's chanting uh, yeah. oftentimes, and it's very it sings songy like. Um, yeah, because a lot of his stuff is about the drowned god. Because uh, you know, again, his his story is sort of that he there were no survivors from that mm-hmm. shipwreck on the, in the out in the narrow sea, and he ends up washing um, washing ashore. They have these dead bodies that were that were washing up, as as what I recall. And Patchface actually is the one who survives, I think. Yeah, uh, and and is found by House Baratheon, mm-hmm. and uh, becomes their you know, court uh, gesture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just, so I just have his wiki, wiki, wiki pulled up here for some um, quotes and things like that during when they're burning the seven at, on Dragonstone and they're trying to, you know, proclaim, uh, he just, he says like under the sea, smoke rises and bubbles and flames burn green and blue and black. I know, I know. Oh, oh, oh. he says that a lot. Like that's, mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah. Kind of, he's kind of doing that. He is a fool. So I guess you should take that into, yeah. In, right. In, yeah. Into, into consideration. And, um, do you know what's interesting? You know, I think may what may happen with Patchface actually is the way he speaks, right? Um, uh, people have done theories on how different characters, their, um, I, I call it like their their style of speaking mm-hmm. or their tone or what have you, when that shifts or even their accents or their, um, because we have, some pe- we have some interesting characters beyond the wall who at one point are talking like pirates, but then they switch back to real, you know, um, but then yeah. when, when, when people aren't paying attention, they're, they're speaking yep. as lords from, you know, uh, Westeros. Yep. So are they pirates or are they lords, you know, yep. and, and things. So I'm interested to keep watching. And I don't know exactly, yeah. um, you know, what, what his role is going to be. But if he switches right. you know, the way in which he speaks. Yeah. So uh, here, here we go. I'm just going to read his history from, from the wiki here. Uh, Pat, uh, Patchface was a jester slave in Volantis. He was a clever boy with astonishing wit. His freedom brought him... Uh, his freedom was bought by Lord Stefan Baratheon, who was impressed with him and intended to bring him back to Storm's End from his trip to the Free City. Stefan Baratheon is Robert's dad. Father, right? yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Maester Cresson regrets that Patchface never did teach Stannis to laugh. Um, Lord Stefan Baratheon's ship, uh, Windproud, Win uh, broke up in Shipwrecker Bay within sight of Storm's End while his sons Stannis and uh Robert watched. Everyone aboard the ship was killed, including the Lord, his lady, and over a hundred soldiers and sailors. Patchface washed up three days later, his naked skin white, wrinkled, and the man that found him, uh, Jormy, or Jommy, swears to his dying day that the fool's skin was clammy cold. They had taken him for dead, but when he coughed up water, albeit uh, broken in mind and body, the ordeal had taken some of his memories and half his wit. Now he is the subject to twitches and trembles and mostly incoherent. What happened to him during the two days is unknown, but the fisher folk like to say a mermaid had taught him to breathe water in return for his seed. It is suggested by Sir um, Harbert, the Castilian of Storm's End, that it would have been kindest for Maester Cresson to let the mad boy die, but he had refused and now wonders at that decision. Patchface is employed as a court fool and jester at Dragonstone. He spends most of the time with Stannis, uh, with Shireen Baratheon, Stannis's daughter, whom call uh, who calls him Patches. He offers her strange insights and uh, stranger songs, sometimes touching on what may have really happened to the boy at the bottom of the bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and he also makes some eerie sort of like predictions and things. Like he actually, it's almost like he's having like like as he's saying things. The court is not yet privy to this information, but Patchface is. Right. Which is very interesting. Right. And, you know, there is, um, you know, it's on the other side, obviously, from Storm's End is Pike and the Iron Islands, where mm-hmm. 
they have the drown god. But something interesting about some about people who drown. So just because even if you're not an Iron Islander, you can still drown mm-hmm. and come back to life because in uh, the Sworn Sword, the second mm-hmm. book of the Duncan Egg series, the and in, in the night of the seven kingdoms. Right. Um, which I want to give a quick shout out to one of our Instagram followers. I believe it's like Kylan, um, has, she was like messaging me and mm-hmm. she's like got, and so hope yeah. you're, hope you're enjoying that. But in that, um, Sir Duncan, the tall is fighting Lucas Longinch and then they fight and he kind of goes underwater. And then right. you just find out that one of the maesters that kind of tends to him is, well, I, I'm of the drowned God. That's right. And so I was able to kind of, Yep. Save you. And he was able to save him because he does drown. Yeah. He does drown. Yeah. Yep. So it's just interesting that yeah. this what's you, dead may never die. What's dead may never die. So, so Sir Dunk is still alive. <laughs> and so kind of maybe the same thing with Patchface. Mm-hmm. So could maybe maybe there is an Iron Islands tie later that could happen or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he also might be. This is super rabbit hole and tinfoil hat here, but um, connected in somehow to this network of spies and secrecy absolutely that that goes on in in the kingdoms because he does know either one it's he's having dreams that are sent to him by a god of some kind mm-hmm. whether it's a drowned god or not is whatever um or Love he baby. is or yeah or yeah. <laughs> he is uh well i mean the green seers and the, and the yeah. green dreams they have these these power mm-hmm. we, we see these things that you know they they dream things that actually come true and they see things that happen at the same time as as, as their time right and so yeah. um but anyways, I'm interested in like, you know, his, uh, I mean, one, one of the quotes here, fool's blood, king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh, but chains for the guest and chains for the, for the bridegroom. I, 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 if all of a sudden he stopped speaking like that and took a very serious, right, elegant tone and you overheard him talking to someone else, wow, that would send chills down my, you know, back, right? I would be like, what is going on now with Patrick? Has he really kept up this facade this whole time? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or, or is he, or is he half mad, half not? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people who speculate. He's he's with Shireen uh, quite a bit. Melisandre considers him to be um, dangerous. She sees him in, in her fires. Mm-hmm. Why? Of all yeah. people, Patchface. Why? Yeah, I think you know? he just he has an important role, an important role to play. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to right now go to our our Green Dreams doc, and I'm going to write down um, <laughs> some more speculation for Patchface because uh, Green Dreams is our, our Patreon series where we basically kind of go over um, just theories st- at the end of the Dance of Dragons. Who's left? Where are they? And what what could they be getting uh, getting into? And so he's one of those characters who's who's interesting. Yeah. So, so um, awesome. That's cool. Okay, well, uh, Sir Ezra, normally this is the part where we man the wall. Yep. And we actually had a knighting ceremony kind of planned, but as we were talking, mm-hmm. this is how it happens, uh, you know, guys, this is how okay. we adjust. The uh, person we were going to knight actually sent us a raven mm-hmm. <laughs> on Facebook. My lords, I'm curious. I was looking into the possibility of a maester's oath, so perhaps that could be done instead of a knighting ceremony. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. Uh, I tried looking more into it, and all I could find was. Are you serious? Did I'm that dead just serious. Happen? I'm dead serious right now. <laughs> just crazy. So, what so, are the odds of that? What are the odds? I know. Yeah, literally, as we're recording. 
Wow. So it to be fair, we do normally say, "Hey guys, we record on Sunday." Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we we do. didn't mention that we were having uh, we we're vacations. Vacations. Yeah. yeah. So th- so that's. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll continue to read here. I tried looking more into it. And all I could find was the that the citadel has a sacred oath, but I could not find the source that has the actual words. Do you guys know the words? Thoughts. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, absolutely. We are definitely down for those of you that want to become a maester. And remember. I believe those of you who take the black, the $10 tier, you are entitled to a knighting ceremony and to take the black. Um, but as always, you can kind of do really what you want. Um, right, absolutely. If we you have, send us something, uh, I mean. We have some people that just want to be faceless men. Um, yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and stuff like that. So really, it's... Oh, we've it, got the ghost of Harrenhal, for crying out loud. Yeah, and we also, we also found, um, I think we mentioned this before, a sworn sword, kind of an oath. Right, which and which we might actually we, we, you make could, that another tier. Yeah, make make that another tier, or add or you know add that in later. So there's a lot because you know as the show grows, one of the reasons you have a Patreon raise just to support the show, right. help us with content, help us you know make a better show for for all the listeners, and a part of that is at some point you know. You guys provide ravens, which is Absolutely. content. You also um, give us theories and things like that, but. You know, we ask you guys to vote on things as to which way we should go. I actually just did the other day. I um, was talking about reading this, um, you know, point by point. I think it was um, Sir Jared, uh, Sir Robbie, and Sir Adam uh, were kind of giving me advice on which way I should go with point of view. Yeah. You know, uh, should it be Jon Snow, Daenerys, Tyrion? Um, you know, and basically, I'm not, I'm not talking just reading it through a Game of Thrones. The whole thing. I'm talking about reading the whole series yeah. from one point of view. And I think I can do that not quickly, but I think I can. I think I can. Yeah. Fortunately, you, you are a. Uh, you're kind of a maester, you know. You you teach, so yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of have these. You kind of this big long summer, right? So I'm hoping break, I can yeah. I can take one of those and really get a taste of what that's like. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, cool, it might that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. It might change my perspective on on some things, and so. Um, but I need you know. It was nice that I had people who I could bounce ideas off of. So mm-hmm. if we do make another tier, it's simply it, it would be more. You know, for that person to be more involved in the show, and absolutely. Help, and yeah, help that's yeah, the show. yeah. That's really, that's really uh, what yeah, what those are all about. So, uh, unfortunately, so we're unfortunately, good. we're gonna we're gonna put the 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 knighting ceremony on hiatus. Yeah, uh, so, uh, for, so, for this week because of the. Uh, yeah, that was going to be um, Maester Jamie. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, Maester Jamie, so. uh, thank you so much for sending us that. And uh, we yeah, thank actually you, thank you. By, thank the gods. Thank the gods. I mean, I'm just gonna go with the old. No, I, I rolled right, in well. new. Maybe we uh, the drowned as well because I mean, literally just stopped yeah. us. Like I'm talking <laughs> mi- like a minute before I just got it myself. I just yeah, because it's, it's eight. It's eight p.m. here, uh, and it was sent at seven thirty-three p.m. Perfect. So wow, just literally, at, it was doing it as we were in the last segment. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to stop you. So. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Okay, so again, man, the wall is our Patreon plug. We've got. Uh, meat, meat and cheese there. We've got uh, Black Council. Our first gr- yeah. green dream will be happening in between our vacations. I think we're going to sit down and kind of uh, do a little chat. And if we want it to be patch face, I'm okay with that. I, I, had, yeah. uh, I had a list of different questions. I was really looking into the Dane house mm-hmm. um, and what's happening with Edric Dane and Edric Storm and, is different. And really, but let us know what you, what, you, what, you, what you guys want. And that's, that's you know, we'll... Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll steer it that way because that's what it's there for. Yeah, for sure. If there's something you want us to cover, I mean, again, we have a very, very, very interesting. Uh, int- it just takes time. Yeah. These theories that we're working on with um, some t- some Targaryens. I'll just I'll just say this: a Targaryen that I think has been overlooked by everyone, and I th- I believe is alive. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. And it is not going to be who and, you suspect. And I have, you can guess if yeah. you would like. Yeah, Go Sir ahead Ezra, and guess. Sir Ezra and has will... a theory. He's working on. I have a theory. I'm working on, and that I 
there's, you know, the initial rabbit hole. There's a pretty song, strong second rabbit hole that I think is good is viable. And then there's the third rabbit hole, which, uh, you know, I don't think I've seen anyone, anyone, anyone say, and I think it's legitimate or you could just view it as one rabbit hole where there's like three layers and I'm just okay. going as deep and as you possibly go. That's fine. You guys have created a monster in Sir Matt. I mean, he <laughs> just like, he puts his tinfoil hat on now in all seriousness and does go down. Yeah, rabbit I, holes. I prefer like Valyrian steel. Hat. Yeah, Same yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's man the wall. Um, it's time for us to say farewell. Um, we will be back with our, um, follow up Friday actually and uh, so make sure you send those ravens to uh, BTK cast but uh, yeah here we go we want to thank you for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing chapter 15 Eddard 3 yep if you like our podcast don't chapter forget chapter 16 excuse me 16 yep if you don't like our po- uh, if you don't like our podcast <laughs> please don't subscribe if you don't if you don't like our podcast please don't please. give us bad reviews <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> yeah send those to Facebook actually yeah but um, real quick I will give us a, a plug for reviews if you want to help the show yeah good call uh, a, very, a free way to help the show is either a Facebook and especially an iTunes review yeah and those are absolutely huge we are going to work on getting some swag I yeah, believe. we have a little bit. We're potentially. Considering. I think we're. Yeah, we're looking at getting at something else that might be helpful. Okay, so we'll get that and we'll get that out to you guys for sure. So, all right, if you if you like our podcast, um, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail We'll see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.